0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Boosting Gains Podcast. I'm your host, Cedric, and in today's episode, I get the chance to talk to the one and only Mr. Alphonse Asari, who is a pastor at the Patterson, New Jersey branch Kodesh Family Church. This man is absolutely passionate about God and is fully devoted to teaching and sharing God's word as well as changing lives. In this episode, Alphonse gets to explain to us what it means to be a Christian, his own journey in Christianity, um, science and religion, and so much more. Please join me in this episode as we get to talk and learn from his experience. So man, Alphonse, I just really want to say thank you very much for actually making a whole trip down here to Atlanta, of course, <laughs> to spend some time with with family. Um, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But I really appreciate you coming through, and I know this episode is going to be a, a very insightful uh, uh, episode. Yeah, Now, uh, first of all, just quickly, uh, let's get into, please tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, for my right. listeners that <clears throat> don't know who you are, just uh, uh, tell us about yourself.
1: Yeah, so... Once again, thanks for having me here today. It's a privilege to be on this uh, uh, podcast journey. Um, so, for those who don't know me, you know, my name is Alfonso Sari, um, and uh, I I was born in Ghana, born and raised in Ghana, um, you know, went to school out there with my, my two sisters, um, and, uh, uh, you know, did my high school and everything in Ghana. And uh, in 2007, after I was done, um, I moved to the States. Uh, so I moved to the States, and uh, uh, that's why I attended college in, uh, in Smithfield, Rhode Island, mm. a school called uh, Bryant University. So uh, that's why I, I, I you know, um, did my undergrad, and then I did a master's program there as well. Mm. Um, and then after that, I joined the workforce, if, if you will. Um and accounting and finance industry and yeah I've been been doing that uh, for some for some years now.
0: Okay. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, give me a quick summary. All right. If you mm-hmm. if you had to write a one line statement of who Afonso Asari is, what would you say about him?
1: Hmm. That's that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, it's tough to <laughs> kind of encapsulate everything. Um, uh, 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 or, you know, in, encapsulate the, the, the person I am in one, in one statement, but mm-hmm. I'll say, um, I'll say like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lover of God, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. Uh, 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 someone who, uh, you know, really loves God, wants to know more, um, you know, about God and, and quite spiritual, if, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, also, also ambitious, uh uh, uh Bishop is a bit of a go-getter. So yeah, if, if I was to put in a few words, that that's how I encapsulate
0: that. Awesome. Um now okay. How did we meet? How do we meet? How did Cedric and I meet?
1: I don't know if I can I can point out uh, a particular instance. I
0: think I oh, think from I think that the best question <laughs> for you in particular is what's the long the the earliest memory of you know uh, yeah, how we met. Yeah, 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 yeah. So
1: the earliest memory, I think, I think from from the point I became aware of myself, Cedric was around. You yeah, know, um, yeah. probably about like four, five years old. Yeah, yeah. We're living in 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 the same, you know, I'd say like apartment complex, so to speak, mm-hmm, <laughs> back in Ghana. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we, we so yeah, this is what like ninety five, ninety six. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, I mean, way definitely. Back in the nineties, I'll even say ninety three ish. The reason why I say ninety three is because mm. remember Junior, my little brother wasn't born at the time. That's true. He That's was true. born in ninety four. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a while. it's been a while back. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. And uh, hey, look at what, look at where we at now. Yeah, many 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 years have gone by, and yeah. Okay, so um, I asked you the question. Um, if we could sum up who you are in one statement mm. you mentioned i mean what i heard was a, a lover of god right mm. so yeah. um of course i know you on a personal level i know a lot of things about you uh yeah. we can definitely talk about your career and you know you can give us career advice and mm. the ups and downs of you know that what that what that journey is like but mm. the main reason why i actually wanted to get you on this podcast is because yeah. you know i've seen you to be in ministry, right? You are, uh, you yeah. you uh, tell us, actually, I'll let you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your ministry work, how you got into it. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take it on from there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, so, so I, I, you know, growing up, yeah, you we, were going to church, mm-hmm. um, cause it was, it was more or less like the, the norm, so to speak, you know, um, from the time, you know, we, we knew each other as, as kids, you mm-hmm. know, we're, we're going to church and um, So, so I was, I wouldn't say that I was too foreign. I wasn't so foreign from the church environment, but, you know, fast forward, um, you know, go to a time where, you know, my mom, uh, traveled out of the country, um, and my sisters had also left to the States. Right. Um, and your
0: sisters did, uh, come to the state way before you did? Yes, yes, yes.
1: My sisters moved to the States, I would say probably like seven, eight years before I did. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. Um, there was a time when I was living in Ghana, um, and I was, I was living, I was living alone, um, uh, you know, in the sense that, you know, the, we had like a house help around, but you know, I was pretty much living alone. Mm-hmm. And at that point I was, for some reason, I just wasn't going to church, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to church. I was just kind of doing my own thing. Um, Sundays I, 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 wouldn't go and, uh, you know, and, and that's how it was. I was, I just, at this point, I think I was probably like, what? maybe 14 years, yeah. yeah 15 and i was just doing my own thing you know re- rediscovering who i really was and things of that nature so i wasn't going to church um and um there was there was a, a a buddy of mine who was living in our neighborhood at the time and he was like hey you know why don't we go to church um and i was like, okay whatever you know i i i followed him and he took me to um a church called lighthouse chapel international was in Ghana and, you know, I went I was like, okay, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. Um, but that was, I would say like a few months before I moved to the States, you know, and so funny enough, when I moved to the States, my sisters happened to be going to the same church, but, you know, a different branch in the States mm-hmm. and and I had no idea that, that that's where they were attending church. Mm-hmm. Um, so I moved there and then, you know, immediately, you know, I just, yeah, okay, yeah, fine, you guys go to church, I'll, I'll come with you. And that's where kind of like the journey progressed mm-hmm. and so... Um, i i went to school um, i started you know i came in straight to college mm-hmm. um and yeah my first year uh you know i didn't go to church you know once again i was just doing my own thing and it was this it was my second year mm-hmm. in uni where i don't know i just I, I guess i just went through this experience and it just dawned on me
0: what what type of experience well what... yeah
1: so so when i came i met i met some great friends i met some great friends um one of my very, very close friends. Uh, he's called Nana Kwame, Nana Kwame Apini. And another good friend, uh, he's called Derek, Derek HM4. Um, they're both in the ministry now, actually. But at that time, these guys, you know, I would talk to them and they the way they spoke about you know the experiences with God. It was like nothing that I experienced before. You know, at first it was more of like a theoretical thing in my mind. But but the way they communicated it, they communicated it as though, look, you can really have a personal relationship with God, and that was a bit foreign to me. I was used to the motions of you know going to church and things like that. But when I spoke to them, it, they they portrayed it in, in the sense that look, you can actually have this this solid personal relationship with God, like the way I have a relationship with you, Cedric. Mm-hmm. And and so that aroused a certain interest in my heart. Mm-hmm. And it led me on this discovery journey. You know, I started reading more. I started getting to my Bible and getting to know God for myself. And it just dawned on me, I was like, hey, I've, I've learned these great truths, mm-hmm. and I just want to share it with people. Okay.
0: So yeah. before we go any further, right? Yeah. Now, was it your... Relationship with your with your friends, like you mentioned, Derek, and you said Nana Nana Kwame, Nana Kwame yes. right? Was it that uh, relationship that led you to this uh, journey, or was it like um something that actually happened in your life? Let's say something um that you're like, man, you know, I need to pray more. I need to, I want to, you know, like you, I want you want you want to take a different path because for certain people, mm. certain things have to happen, right? Let's say they'll, mm. they'll lose a family member or yep. they'll lose your job or something not good happens and they're like man i feel so lonely or i feel this i feel that and then guess what they start praying they start going to church mm-hmm. and then from that mm-hmm. they build a relationship right yep was there anything like that for you for you you know
1: <laughs> i wish there was something like that mm. um and i honestly cannot point to you know a, a, a dramatic you know, event, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that more or less, like, changed my direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that, you know, there, there are people who've gone through that, maybe go through, like, a very tough, you know, uh, season or episode in your life, and then it, it, it kind of leads you on that journey. Mm. But for me, honestly, um, th- th- there was no such, um, I'll say, like, dramatic event. I think it was just being around um, um, these wonderful guys and them you know the uh, having that more or less like hanging around them and and listening to them talk it generated that curiosity okay you know you know within within my heart so yeah there there wasn't any you know dramatic uh, event that 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 started me on that
0: journey Mm -hmm. so once you um started this journey in college like how was that life like um you know like from someone who was not going to Church at all, like during their first year or, or freshman right. year, right? Um, to now saying, okay, you know, I really want a more uh relationship with, I wanna, I wanna know God or I want to form a relationship with Him. Mm. Uh, did you now start joining like on campus activities or, you know? Yeah, great question,
1: actually. Um, so when, when this, um, you know, when I was going through that, that, that experience, so to speak, um, uh, this was actually in um, the fall of 2008. Mm. So the fall of 2008. Um, so I was in, I remember I was in my, uh, a, a good friend of mine's dorm room. His name is Jude. Um, you know, we are great friends you know till today uh, uh and and he's actually in the ministry too today as well um so so Jude and I you know some some just, just a brief background Jude and I we actually went to school in Ghana together you know from first grade up mm-hmm. until high school and mm-hmm. then we ended up in the same university here in America mm-hmm. so you know we're just every Saturday night we will just you know, just be hanging out in, in his dorm room Just talking about stuff uh, You know, at that time he was like You know, he, he was a rapper And doing his own thing and mm. things like that mm. And, you know, we're just talking about this thing about God Because, mm. you know, I'd started this journey And, you know, we're talking about About, about, about you know, Christianity And sometimes the, the hypocrisy that's in the system And things like that You know, we're having all these discussions and stuff And so, you know, I, I just said You know what? Why don't we start a fellowship? It just started like that mm-hmm. i didn't even know that there were other there were christian on organizations on campus yeah, I, yeah. I i didn't know i was just like hey look let's just have a fellowship let's just start a fellowship and he was like okay cool you know um at that time he hadn't even really like yeah you know he had been to church here and there but hadn't really so committed he was, his life he
0: wasn't on that level of derek and and, and no uh, no no yeah, okay no
1: you know and and he was like let's start a, i was like fine let's start a further and he was like okay cool and that's how we started a fellowship. It was four of us the very first day. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I would say that I, I taught my very first sermon there. Like mm. I, I, I've i been to Bible school. I haven't done anything, but I've been reading my Bible. And I'm like, hey, like I'm, I'm, I'm reading this great stuff. I need to share it. And mm. that's how... Um, The fellowship was 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 formed. Mm. We called it the Fellowship of the Unashamed. Mm. Full two, yeah.
0: Mm. Okay, awesome, man. So currently, tell us about what you're doing or like what um uh if I say like church, you're leading or what your role is right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um you know um this journey has taken many uh twists and turns. Um so what I do now uh. In terms of, let's say, church and even my professional life. So I'm I'm, I'm an accountant by profession. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, uh, you know I hold an accounting degree. I hold an accounting master's degree. Um, I'm I'm a CPA. Um, I'm a CFA charter holder as well, which is a chartered financial analyst. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm quite active in the you know the marketplace. Um, uh, but in the same vein, I'm also uh, um, you know, an ordained minister, uh, what we call a lay pastor. Um, so, w- w- what a lay pastor is, um, you know, maybe for those who, who may not be aware, is is one who, you know, actively serves in ministry, mm-hmm. but but does not get, you know, compensated in material terms by the church. Mm-hmm. So. I, I support myself, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't I don't get any compensation whatsoever, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, from from the church or from the congregation. You know, I support myself just like it says in the um, uh, j- j- just like it says in the, uh, uh, the Bible concerning the Apostle Paul that, you know, he, he was a tent maker. OK, to support himself when it was necessary mm-hmm. um, and was also actively teaching and
0: pastoring. So that's what I do now. Okay, awesome. And what's the name of your of the church that you're you currently uh, with?
1: Yeah, so so the church, uh, I think many people might you know formerly knew it as uh, the Lighthouse uh, uh, Chapel International, mm-hmm. uh, but now there's there's been a bit of a rebranding. So um, here in America, it's called the Kodesh Family Church. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Kodesh Family Church QFC. Okay,
0: yeah. So let's go back a little bit, right? Right. When did you feel that you had a calling into ministry, right? And, right? and how was that feeling like? Like, tell us uh, about that experience. Yeah. So, I've had
1: this, and, and and maybe I'll call it like a burden to be in the ministry for a very long time. Um, I think probably before I was even ten years old, mm. um, I I kind of knew that. I had a certain calling on my life, mm. um, and and you know it surprised me because like you know a child that who's who's that young you know like how how would you know? But mm. as far back as I was probably like seven or eight years old, mm. um, I I, I kind of had this inclination that you know there was something that just appealed to me about the ministry, and I remember because there was one interesting incident where I was I was actually playing video games with a with a good friend of mine. At that time, I was living in the Ivory Coast, and, um, you know, we're talking about, you know, this thing about God, right? And I just remember, I just knew, at that time, I just knew a few scriptures in the Bible, and we're talking about, you know, we're talking about the Bible and things like that. And I said, you know, during that conversation, you know, we're playing video games, kids, and, you know, I said something, and then my friend goes like, dude, I, th- I think you're going to be a preacher, Mm. We were eight. Mm. We were eight, man. We we're playing FIFA mm-hmm. 94 or mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. he said, you're going to be a preacher. So I think I knew that inclination back then. Yeah. Mm. As far back as I was, I was, I was a child.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, so I found one of the main reasons why I wanted to get you on here. I mean, right. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that you are telling us about your journey and your experience and everything, but. For you being, uh, you know, a preacher, and you know, you've been on this journey for quite some time now. Yes. I figure there are f- there a few questions or mm-hmm. uh, answers that you could give to me in terms of like some questions that I have, yeah, about yeah. about Christianity, about yeah. some of the things that's going on in today's world. Yes, um, and just see what you what you think about 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 some of these things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we're just gonna dive right into it with, with those questions. So to you, what does it mean to be a Christian?
1: What does it mean to be a christian i think primarily what it means to be a christian is to be uh, uh, someone who loves Mm. principally um because you know there's a passage of scripture you know and i I like at this point i'd like to glean from a passage of scripture which you know I, i i i really love And it's actually in the book of John, chapter 13 and verse 35. And Jesus said to his disciples at that point, and he says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. In other words, he's telling them that this is the sign. This is going to be the sign that indeed you are my disciples. Mm -hmm. And he says the sign is if you have love Mm -hmm. one to another. Now that's interesting, you know, I find that very profound. I mean, Jesus was so profound, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. Because he he didn't say, uh, uh, by this shall people know that you are my disciples, if you're a good preacher.
0: Mm.
1: He didn't say that, by this shall people know that you're my disciples, if you go to church every Sunday. Not to say that it's not important. Mm -hmm. But he just picks one thing and he says that this is how people are going to know. Everywhere you go, this is how people are going to know. Christian or non Christian, this is how they're going to know that you are really a follower of me if you have love. Mm. And that's profound because, you know, um, when you have love, it leads to so many other things, you know, within that statement Mm -hmm. are other things where, you know, you're going to be kind to other people. Mm -hmm. You're going to, you know, treat people Mm -hmm. the way you'd like to be treated. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be cheating people. You're not going to be judging people, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) So I think, you know, in in, in a nutshell, what it really means, you know, to be a Christian or to be a lover of God Mm
0: -hmm. is to love other people. All right. So, with that being said, we have, you know, in this world, we have a a, a lot of different religions, right? Yes. You have have religions that are older than Christianity, correct? You have religions that came before Christianity.
1: You could say so.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, and there's, there's,
1: there's, there's a reason why I say that, um. That there there are because you know when we talk about Christianity and and maybe this this might be a um, an interesting way to put it but 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 personally I, I don't consider Christianity as a religion right okay. and 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 I know some may say wait what do you mean um and and the reason I don't consider Christianity as a religion per se is because um, when we talk about Christianity, it's more than, hey, you know, man trying to reach God or trying to understand God or trying to, you know, have something to do with God. But it's actually God living within man. Mm-hmm. And it's only in Christianity mm-hmm. that you observe this ideology that God can, comes and resides In man, Mm. And so, uh, 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 you know, the change starts from the inside out. Mm. You know, the Bible said that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. The change starts from within. So in a certain sense, yes, I do understand that, you know, before Jesus came, Mm -hmm. there were other practices Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of, you know, individuals trying to build um, a certain relationship with the so-called unknown
0: God. Okay. Yes. So um, let's go back a little bit to, Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned... I asked you, I said, what does it mean to be a Christian? Yes. And you, you emphasized on love. Yes. Right? Yes. Now, and uh, the reason why I, I, I said what I said in terms of like religions being, you know, there is the religions that's been around longer than Christianity yes. and this and that. Yes. Is because, you know, they have so many other, you know, and, 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 and for the sake of this podcast, right? Yes. Let, for the sake of this podcast, yes. let's just put Christianity into the religion. Yes. Yes. Bracket. Okay. Right. There's been so there's been a lot of religions around mm-hmm. that also practice or they actually preach a lot of love, right? Mm-hmm. Um there are people out there that, you know, they they don't follow Christianity but they are the most loving people and they always talk about love and you know they they really care about people and everything. Mm-hmm. What do you think about and you know this is just opinions. Like, yeah, what do you think yeah. about um about about those pra- practices?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um I think it's It's a very great question that you ask, right? Um, And uh, I'd say, you know, right off the bat, you know, I I don't, I don't purport to say that, you know, I have an all-encompassing response, Mm -hmm. Um, but definitely I can share my thoughts and ideas and at least a perspective from from the scriptures, at least. Um, Yes, you know, we say, you know, they're 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 you know great people. Out there, um, and uh, uh, you know, who are nice people, but but, but by me say that, hey, you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not really into the Christianity thing, but Mm -hmm. you know, I'm doing my own thing. I'm not gonna hurt anybody, (laughs) type of thing, right? Um, So here, here's the interesting thing um, about Christianity, and at least some of the things that that Jesus taught his disciples. So when we talk about the idea of Let's say this idea of being a good person, mm-hmm. right, and what it means to be a good person. Uh, at least from from God's standpoint, or from 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 the teachings of Christ's standpoint, what does it mean to be a good person? Does a if 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 someone is someone a good person because they don't hurt anybody? Is someone a good person because maybe they don't attack people, they don't cuss, they don't do this, they don't do that? Mm-hmm. So I think. Being a good person goes way beyond that, at least from the, from the Christian context. Mm-hmm. So, the idea in Christianity is that man is falling mm-hmm. and man is born into sin. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll give you an interesting example. Um, there are many children who are not taught how to lie. You know, they, they, they are not taught. Nobody sits them down. And tells them that, hey, this is how you lie, right? Mm-hmm. But then you find children who tell lies. right? And it's like, where did you learn? I mean, how did you they come to this? They don't want to
0: get in trouble.
1: They don't want to get in trouble, right? right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, who who taught you that you can, you know, tell a lie, you know? How, how, how did you even come up with that idea? Mm. And, you know, so there, there are many of these things that, you know, you, you don't necessarily teach, but it's like we, we pick on... Things like disobedience, like, you know, you see a little child and they're being disobedient. Don't do this, but that's what they want to do. So there's this falling nature it's, it's in, the curiosity, di- in the
0: DNA. Mm-hmm. of it, They're of, curious. Of, that's why you tell them, don't do that. They want to do it. They want to do it, but it's disobedience, right? It is
1: disobedience, yeah. It, it, it's disobedience, right? And mm-hmm. and sometimes it, it, it leads to certain bad consequences.
0: Of course, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: So fundamentally, the reason why Jesus came was because... We're broken. Mm. And it's the nature. We, we're not sinners because we do sinful stuff. Mm-hmm. We do sinful stuff because we're sinners. And it sounds similar, but it's actually very, very different. We are not sinners. It, it's, not, it's not doing wrong things that make us bad
0: mm-hmm.
1: or make us sinners. Mm-hmm. But it's because we're fundamentally sinners.
0: It's why we do bad things. It's
1: why sometimes we err along the way. Mm. And Jesus came to, you know, the, the Bible said that he put his law within our hearts to change us from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the, you know the, uh, there's a saying that uh, about, you know, um, something about pigs that, you know, you can dress a pig, you know, in a tie and a suit. But if you leave him out there, he's going to go right back in there because... Mm-hmm. By nature, that's, that, that's it, his nature. Is, yeah. So what Jesus does is that he changes our nature, the very nature, mm-hmm. from within, mm-hmm. from the inside out, and then out of that, which sometimes you know the Bible calls righteousness, mm-hmm. which is that the nature, our sinful nature, mm-hmm. being changed, is what now leads to the outward works. But we cannot attain that standard by saying that you know I'm going to do you know I'm going to do um, good things. So that I'll be a good person. Mm-hmm. If not, then there will be no reason for Jesus to come. Jesus came because he knew that we could not attain that standard. Mm-hmm. And so he actually died in our place mm. so that, you know, we can inherit what we call this eternal life.
0: Mm. Okay, man, that was quite insightful. So, yeah. um, you know, for people listening or even myself, right? Mm-hmm. If I want to, to, to start or embark on this journey where I want to, I want to, God to live in me, I want to, you know, I can, I can say to myself, yeah, I'm a good person. I think Mm. I'm okay in this and that, but I want to experience God, like, you know, the way you experience or the way other Christians are experiencing, Mm. what is a good way or where do I start from?
1: That's a very, that's a very great question. Um, and I think, uh, the, the, the best place to start from is Starting with the scriptures, Mm. having an open mind and saying, yeah, you know, because there's been a lot of, you know, controversy about, you know, we we hear a lot of things. Hey, maybe a a pastor did this. Some churches did this. They're being hypocrites. They're being this. They're being that. Mm -hmm. But very few have actually taken the time to say, you know, let me actually look into this thing myself with an open mind. Or, or let's say like starting from the New Testament. I, at least like th- that's what I did. I said, you know, we thank God that now we can read and write. We thank God that now we have the scriptures available, mm-hmm. you know, easily available. Yeah. You, you, don't, you don't even have to buy it. If you have a phone, you know, you can download an app which has the Bible in different, you know, translations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some that are easier to read, you know, than others. And start there, you know, um, because Jesus said something you know, very, very, um, poignant in, in John 6, 63, he says that it is the spirit that makes alive. He says the flesh profits nothing. He said the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Mm-hmm. So in the words themselves, okay. When you start with the gospel. So yeah, what I would suggest is, you know, starting with the gospels, which is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John mm-hmm. read about this man called Jesus. Mm-hmm. Read about what he really stood for. Mm-hmm. Not what, not just what everybody mm-hmm. or what people are saying about him but go on your own self-discovery journey and and read about this man and mm. what he stood for mm-hmm. you know hit the words of jesus and in matthew mark luke and john when you read about this it's a great starting point mm. you know for you to understand who who jesus was mm. his 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 purpose okay. his plans and his person so
0: so you, you you would definitely recommend Reading the gospel, like you said, Mac- Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yes. But rather not from the Old Testament, like Genesis and all all that. Like, let's say, if somebody started, and they're like, "Oh, I'm just gonna start from the first page of the Bible." What? Why shouldn't they? Why wouldn't you recommend that?
1: Right. So, so there's 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 a uh, there's a reason why. Okay. Uh, if you're familiar with um, the scriptures, I think you know that there's um, what we call the Old Testament. Mm-hmm and then the New Testament, okay? Um, and the Old Testament uh, refers to the Old Covenant, okay? So in the Old Testament, uh, God's people were, were, were living under what we call the law, okay? The, they were living under the law of Moses, okay? Now, in the New Testament, now we start reading about Jesus. And Jesus came to do something, okay? When he came here on earth, he did something remarkable, Mm -hmm. which ushered us into this new dispensation called the New Testament. Mm -hmm. So him dying on the cross for our sins Mm -hmm. started a new story. Okay. It started what we now call the New Testament or the new covenant. Right. And, 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 and there are certain things in the Old Testament. Okay. Which um, more or less were fulfilled by the death of Jesus on the cross.
0: So, from the Old Testament. From
1: the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for example, I'll give you a classic example. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, in the Old Testament, you know, they had, uh, you know, the high priest who would offer sacrifices every year, you know, for the sins. This is human sacrifice? No, 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 no. Of, of animals. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. <laughs> animal sacrifices, okay. okay. Animal sacrifices. So they'll offer animal sacrifices every year for the sins of the people. So every year, you know, the Bible says that, you know, the high priest will go into the, 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 the tabernacle, you know, and offer sacrifices mm-hmm. for the sins of the people. And he had to do this every year. Now, I don't think you've ever been to a church where you saw them bringing everybody, bringing their own cow nope. and bringing their own sheep and say, that, hey, you know, today is slaughter night. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to miss tonight. We're going to be slaughtering a lot of sheep. Yeah. You know, we don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why? Because Jesus Went and sacrificed himself, mm. so now we don't have to go in every year offering the blood of bulls and of sheep and cows as mm. sacrifices. Mm-hmm. You see, so that was the old, under the old testament, that's how they were fulfilling that mandate. Mm-hmm. But now we know that Jesus paid the price with his own blood, mm-hmm. you know, and paid for our sins so that we don't have to offer sacrifices mm-hmm. for our sins. And so that's the remarkable thing that Jesus did. Mm. So, so it's, it's good to start with like, the, 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 the New Testament, the dispensation that we're living in now. So mm. that's why I suggest that. Not to say that's it, you know, is that, but it's, it's definitely very, very important to understand the Old Testament as well, right? Mm. Because the Bible says that the Old Testament was a shadow of things to come, come yeah. in the New Testament. Yes.
0: Awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, man, what I want to move on to is actually I did not even write this down, but actually yeah. you, you were uh speaking on uh my previous question, uh the question I just asked mm-hmm. was um, you know, we've been there's been a lot of talks about how uh science, right, mm. is kind of like okay, people can go back and be like, okay, the world was, you know, in, in, in the Bible, the Bible tells us a certain way the world was created, how human mm. humans came to be and everything like that. But yet there's also like a, a, a science way of how we all came into existence and how the world kind of was created and everything mm-hmm. like that, right? Mm-hmm. And people are like, okay, science is like facts. And mm-hmm. you know, if you add, or if you do, if you follow these principles or these steps, it's facts that this happened, right? Mm. Now, how does that contradict with with with? Re, let me say religion or Christianity. How do those two, if 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 they even meet anywhere, like what do you think about that? Um, the topic of science and yeah, religion.
1: Um, you know, it's 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 once again very very great question. Now, the interesting thing is that science and Christianity do not contradict mm. as much as you would think mm. science 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 and Christianity actually you know do not contradict as as we think you know some some people say that you know it's either science or god mm. it's either science or god it's not necessarily the case it's not necessarily the case at all in fact um you know when it comes to um you know, things like, you know, how, how uh, uh, old, you know, the, the earth was and things of that nature. When you read the book of Genesis, even, you know, the first chapter in, in Genesis, you know, where it talks about in the beginning, you know, God created, you know, the, he created the, 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 Heaven and the, the, the heavens and mm. the earth and so on and so forth. And then the Bible says, and the earth was, you know, without form mm-hmm. and was void. Mm-hmm. And when you look into science, it does talk about these kinds of dispensations, mm. you know, and then the Bible says that, you know, and the spirit of God was moving upon the earth and it, it was, it was now beginning to talk about certain, uh, 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 uh I'll say that motions or ages, that the earth went through mm-hmm. okay for example you know the the you know scientists talk about um, the age of what we call the pangea when all the continents you know were were together so, and yeah. then they began yeah. to, break to away split and, and yeah. break away mm-hmm. and and the bible said that you know the earth was without form and was void mm-hmm. And then the Spirit of the, of the Lord was moving upon the earth. And then it begins to talk about, you know, the changes that went on in the earth. And science does bear witness to that fact, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, and it talks about all these, you know, uh, 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 you know d- dispensation. In fact, you know, yesterday, it's funny enough, I was reading the book of Genesis, actually. And uh, it, it talks about how, um, you know, God told Adam, he told man, To replenish the earth, to replenish the earth. Mm. Now, you know, not to get so semantic about it, but when when you, you use the word replenish, it more or less communicates the idea that there was something there. It's no longer there. Now we are replenishing it. You understand so for example if you say that if you go to like applebee's and you say that hey refill this cup for mm-hmm, me mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. it means that there was something in there already mm-hmm. you finished it and now it
0: say replenish it mm-hmm.
1: so that even communicates the idea that there were certain things mm. on the earth
0: so so when it comes to the the dinosaur age and all those things do you think that all those kind of i mean were were um hmm let me say this were they were they these creatures or animals in existence when, was it before or after Adam and Eve's time? Like, how how, was the good way to put it? Like, did it come before or after the time of Adam and Eve?
1: So I believe that the, the, some of these creatures existed even before the age of Adam. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Existed before the age of Adam, you know, and, 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 and and that's why, you know, I use that term that, you know, replenish, Mm -hmm. You know, to replenish the earth. Mm. And, you know, we could go on this particular subject, I'm telling you, we could go like hours on end, Mm. you know, talking about like the timing Mm -hmm. and and things like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for example, when, you know, some say that, you know, but God said that He created the earth in in, in seven days. But you see, it's also interesting to look at how these books were written. For example, the Bible says that, you know, a a day to God is like a thousand years. You understand? You know, so so I don't believe that science, and Christianity are in conflict or should be in mm-hmm. conflict. Mm-hmm. If anything, it proves science proves mm. the existence mm-hmm. of God and mm-hmm. the existence of a being. And, and, and that anything that is created must have a creator. Mm. Must have a creator. Every patent mm-hmm. was, 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 you know, had someone who filed the That's patent, right. you know. Yeah, so okay. so I don't think that they they, they you know they're, like they're, science has to we have to be two separate yeah. groups. Absolutely it's either not. science
0: or, or or God. I do not believe that. Mm. I do not believe that. I think if anything, mm-hmm. they complement each other. Right, well. and um, you know, just to add up a bit more on that, I mm-hmm. I really do think that um, you you definitely right on when it comes to science and God. Um, and the reason why I say that is because, like you said, everything that happens, right, mm-hmm. there is something that makes those things happen right when we Absolutely. have even earthquakes yes it's it, i mean yes there is science that backs up okay why yes. certain things happen yes. but who is who is in charge of all that right i mm-hmm. mean and you know yes there is it's natural disasters or whatever or even mm-hmm. you know when we take the sun uh you know from what i know it's like a bunch of nuclear explosions happening and and kind of sinking right. itself back in and all that right but, right who created that and who is controlling all of that? It must be something mm-hmm. that's making all those things work. So yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Thank you for your insight on that. Um, yeah, and of course, the next thing I want to mm-hmm. dive into—I mean, looking at uh, about 15 more minutes—but yeah. the next thing I want to dive into is Christianity and our religion mm-hmm. and in um, Africa. You mm-hmm. know, you being from Ghana, mm-hmm. uh, I know you were just there last December. Yeah, yeah, and even from my experience, even before I came to the to the US, like every corner you 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 turn right Mm -hmm. you see there's somebody out there preaching there are Mm -hmm. little kids out there preaching yeah and to me it seems more of a of a of um of a hustle it's like a Mm. hustle Mm. than an actual being called on a mission Mm. right Mm. because people know that maybe there is there is there is really tough out there to get a job or to make money. So yeah. what's the easiest way to make money? Hey, let mm-hmm. me start a church. People mm-hmm. are gonna mm-hmm. put in their tithe and offering and mm-hmm. stuff, and you mm-hmm. know we we'll, we we'll, we'll make mm-hmm. a living out of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. What's your take on Christianity and Africa?
1: Christianity and Africa, mm-hmm. it's a big topic, man. We went there today. Uh, <laughs> you know, once again, I I I like to you know glean from the scriptures, right, and way back from the Old Testament, there have been false prophets. Mm. There have been false prophets. And, and, you know, the scriptures speak of false prophets who um, were abusing the ministry and, and were using it to the advantage, even up until, you know, the New Testament. You know, they're, they're, it talks about those who go in for their belly. You know, they, 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 they see it more or less as, you know, an avenue. For their, you know, for their own more or less personal desires. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the scripture, so it's nothing, the, the, the point that I'm trying to make is that this idea is nothing new. Mm-hmm. It's been around for a very, very long time. And, and Jesus even prophesied that, you know, in the last days, in the last days, there will be even more false prophets. Mm. And you see, with everything that is original mm-hmm. and authentic, there will be a counterfeit. You know, if we if we say that something is counterfeit, it implies that the real exists. So this idea of uh, you know people going into the ministry for their own um, desires mm-hmm. it's 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 true. It exists, and and the scriptures speak about it. So I wouldn't say that it's something that surprises me. Is it disappointing? Absolutely. Is it wrong? Absolutely. Um, should people be doing that? Absolutely not. You know. Um, but does this surprise me? No, because the scriptures talk about it and has already given us light and insight into these into these avenues. And, and yes, there are people who do that and go into the ministry for personal gain and use the name of God to pursue their own personal ambitions.
0: And it's a dangerous thing, man. It's mm. a dangerous thing. So, yeah. I mean, with this, I mean, I'm pretty sure like our governments and, and their leaders that... Are very well aware of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Why isn't there anything being done about that? Like you know, because some of these acts that uh, the the preachers or the leaders do in their church is just absolutely like ridiculous. You hear about it, and let's say even if you're not into 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 religion or Christianity or whatever, Mm -hmm. you're like, "Yo, what's going on here?" Yeah. So any normal person would know that this is just ridiculous. There's something weird. So why isn't something being done about it why isn't there a crackdown of all these churches and and and, and, you know just to just to just stop this act
1: right know? right right um yeah yeah you know it's it's um it's a it's a great question and uh i don't know if there's a <laughs> there's a perfect answer to it um but i can you know more or less like share my thoughts um there, there are times where i've you know spoken to friends of mine as well who are in ministries and you know there are some things that are going on that are very i mean it's just very questionable mm. and i said you know and we said hey maybe we should definitely have some regulation so that things are done in order Mm -hmm. when you read the book of first corinthians paul is writing to the to the church in corinth okay the apostle paul is writing to the church in corinth and in that letter in these epistles um paul is addressing certain things that were going on in the church Mm. that were totally out of line Mm. And, and people were just doing things that he's like whoa what are you guys doing this is this is wrong you see, and God is not the author of confusion. Mm. I can tell you that for a fact. God isn't a God of order. God created our bodies, and look how our bodies are regulated. Even medical science will tell you that everything is placed in order. Mm. It's an amazing engineering feat, mm-hmm. you know, you know, to, to 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 say the least. So I do believe that um, there should be some systems put in place mm-hmm. to ensure that things are being done in an orderly fashion. Mm. You understand. I do strongly believe that, but also the other side to it, and I I don't know whether this is why um, sometimes maybe some you know government institutions or agencies are reluctant to put in place um, certain laws. Is that um, th- maybe there's also that uh, idea that we also don't because there 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 you know a lot of also very legitimate pastors and preachers and people in the ministry, mm-hmm. so that they are also not so heavily regulated to the point where they cannot do what God has called them to do. True. You know, so that, that, that balance, because, you know, sometimes you can put, you know, uh, 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 more or less like a, a cookie cutter um, um, regulation that will end up, you know, even inhibiting people who are genuinely trying to serve god and help people in the ministry Mm -hmm. you know and we also don't want to get to that point
0: Mm. um so uh going back to the bible reference you made right what happened after paul sent that um you know letter to the uh corinthians like you said like what was Mm -hmm. that well did it have any effect or was that taken into consideration i mean I mean,
1: you know, um, the the scriptures mm-hmm. tell of you know Paul writing the letter, but we don't and, know. And, but as to you know what happened after, mm-hmm. you know, I at least personally I cannot, you know, confidently ascertain and say that hey, you mm-hmm. know, this this is what happened and, and okay. things like that. But okay. at least he gives us. An idea as to the mindset that he had—that mm-hmm. hey, this is this this is not right, mm. okay—and and we we today, mm-hmm. you know, Christianity should today should glean from that mm-hmm. and and make sure that things are being done orderly.
0: Mm. Yeah. But and, and the other thing is, mm-hmm. well, I was gonna say like these leaders or preachers know yeah. they read the Bible, and you know when mm-hmm. you watch some of these guys in 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 their church mm-hmm. preaching and stuff, mm-hmm. they make a lot of references, so they must know the scripture but mm-hmm. still they use it for, for personal gain yes and i think
1: uh, great great question right um uh, and and i think it, it, it takes us or should take us back to you know like the the, the scripture that i that i referred to you know towards the beginning of this podcast um that by this shall men know that you are my disciples mm-hmm. if you have love one to another <laughs> mm-hmm. he didn't say that you by, by your reading of of scriptures, yeah. you know because you can read scriptures and and you know it's just like you know okay I read it yeah, whatever yeah but but if it's not from a place of love because think about it if you love someone are you going to extort them no. you know for, mm-hmm. for money and try and take money from them for for personal gain and 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 not put yourself in an accountable way mm-hmm. absolutely not mm-hmm. you know so there's that dimension where you know yeah you, yeah you're, you're preaching the word but you're not walking in love, mm-hmm. you're not walking in love, mm. you know, and, and it can tell, you know, you're just out there for you, you know, your own personal gain, mm. but you're not walking in love. And, mm. and that's why I believe that Jesus made it very clear mm. that, Hey, you're doing all this stuff. But mm-hmm. but the key thing, mm-hmm. the key thing, Jesus says that by their fruits, mm-hmm. you will know them. Mm. We will know them by their fruits. Mm. And by your fruits, is it, is it love? Can we, can we see this thing about love that you're really out there for the people? Mm-hmm. Jesus said that I am the good shepherd. I lay my life down for the sheep.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You see, I lay my life That's what the good shepherd does. He's not out there slaughtering the sheep. Yeah, He's out there laying down his life for. Down the sheet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, man, uh thank you so much for 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 coming on this podcast, but yeah. before you leave, yeah, the very last thing that I wanted to ask you and mm. this is actually going back to just I mean, yesterday, you know, going to see my dad and uh having his friend, he made a he brought up a question and yes. I know you remember this. He said something yeah. about his daughter asking his daughter asking herself, mm. um, why are we here? Yeah. R- remember that. Yeah, I, right? do, the, the, I do. The the girl, 19-year-old girl, mm-hmm. already asking the question of why are we here, right? Yeah. Um yeah. and for you, I mean, there, you know, there are, there are a lot of people out there that are like, you know, I found my purpose in life. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing and this is my calling and this mm-hmm. and that. And mm-hmm. they go about it. Now, mm-hmm. what about for the masses, for the people, other people that feel the same way like why are we here on this earth? Like what's the, what's the point of life? Like we go through this cycle and then we die. And then what? So what's your take on that? How do people answer that? I mean, I know you cannot, there's not like, um, a set answer for everybody, but people having that kind of, um, battle, right. Mm. What would you recommend or how can they start, uh, answering that question?
1: Yeah. Uh, once again, great question, man. Um, and, and I think uh, the, the, the shorter version of, of, of the answer that I can give is um, every architect or every creator or inventor knows the purpose behind what they created. Mm. Um, a car manufacturer builds a car we have all these wonderful cars around here and um they build a car they know the purpose for the car they we build all these gadgets whoever builds the gadgets they know the purpose Mm -hmm. probably more than anyone does why they built
0: it does the gadget know its purpose though i'm getting i'm getting there (laughs) right you know
1: they 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 they, you know they they build these you know phenomenal things Mm -hmm. and it's like hey you know i know why i built this Mm -hmm. so if you want to know what or why it was built. It's interesting. Many of these gadgets come with manuals. <laughs> they come with manuals. Say, like, "Hey, this is this is why you bought this thing." If no, you you you're going to abuse it, mm. and and the word abuse, you know, I like to think of it as abnormal use, mm. not using it for the purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and many of us are abusing ourselves in that sense, that because we don't know why we're here, but. God, who made us, knows why he puts us here. Mm. And as I said, there's no really direct answer to this. But I think there's a reason why he gave us this manual. Mm. This manual in his word. That if we go in, we begin to find purpose. And see why God put us here. Mm. And, and, And that's where fulfillment comes from. If not, you know, you can get all the money in the world and there are many people, they, they have all the money in the world and all that, but, and they've done so many things, but there's a certain, there's still a certain sense yeah, of emptiness yeah, yeah. and lack of purpose. Mm-hmm. And the man himself was saying, he was like, Hey, i I never even thought about that. And he, you know, he's been living, you know, here for a long time. Yeah. It's like, I've never really found my purpose. Mm-hmm. And there are many who are on that path and still trying to find the purpose. Mm-hmm. I believe that God who created us, he's the one who knows the purpose for which we were created. Mm-hmm. And if we seek him, if we go to him with an honest and open heart, mm-hmm. he will direct us in his best way as to why he put us here and so that we can embark to fulfill the purpose for which we were created.
0: Got you. Man, thank you so much. And uh, you answered this question, I mean, right on. Uh, <laughs> I just want to say, once again, big thank you for making the trip, coming down here. Uh, yeah, I really wish pleasure. that we could... Uh, we could you know continue this episode and and talk a, a lot more dig into your mind and the scriptures about you know what god has for our plan and everything else but this was quite insightful i know it's going to help a lot of people including myself yeah and yeah. i can't wait to have you on again and uh, just keep talking about what we can do to spread awareness or just spread the word and what we can do to change our continent change our country um, and just you know, educate people. So, Absolutely. Uh, for once, thank you so much for for this episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Cedric. All thank you right. so much.